0: I'm Laura Harper-Lake and I'm Sarah Reitzman and you're You're listening listening to Creative Creative Guts. Hello lovely listeners.
1: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Creative Guts. On today's episode we're talking with Darcy Blake. Darcy is an artist, comedian, she is involved with Wrong Brain, the Rockwater Film Festival, and is just all around freaking awesome. We have
0: lots and lots and lots of questions for Darcy so let's get started with this episode of Creative Guts
2: with Darcy Blake. Thank you so much Darcy for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm happy <laughs> yeah. to be on the podcast.
1: We're very excited. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I've known you. I, it feels like I don't like I, we're not like close buddies or anything, but I feel like I've known you for ten years because of Wrong Brain, just yeah. in some way or another. Yeah. The art scene in New Hampshire. I've always seen you, what you're doing and everything, and it's always been very inspiring and
2: cool. Yeah, I remember seeing you walking around um, the first holidays bazaar that I went to, and like. 2013 or 14 and you had a box of like the moon um, (laughs) ornaments and you had like a David Bowie one and you were really nice to me. I didn't know anyone. And I was like, I don't know. I just remember like how nice you were to me. I was like so intimidated by everyone at that event. And I don't think I stayed.
1: (laughs) I was nice in the past, which is really great to hear, (laughs) but I don't think I realized that you weren't affiliated with them yet. I just feel like I, so I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's just...
2: <laughs> You're probably wondering how I got here.
1: <laughs> so let's start by talking about you as a creative. You're an interdisciplinary creative. You do a ton of stuff. So launch in anywhere.
2: I'm a jackass of all trades. <laughs> yeah, I've always, um, I've always been a drawer. Um, I've always liked drawing. <laughs> um <laughs> And I've always been into performing and making people laugh. I've done both of those things from the time that I was like a really little kid. I remember this memory from like kindergarten where I think I just like wanted attention from the other kids in class and... I had fallen off of my chair earlier in the day by accident, and um, everyone laughed, and I was like, ding! <laughs> so I, like, moved my chair out of the way again on purpose, fell again, everyone laughed, did it a third time, <laughs> teachers caught on, told me to knock it off, but I was like, that's the ticket! <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> that's such a great origin story. Thank you. <laughs>
1: I know. That's awesome. You can pinpoint it and everything. Yeah.
2: (laughs) But um, yeah, I grew up in, I don't know, my mom always really encouraged um, my sister and I to draw. We had a ton of art supplies around at the house all the time. And we had tons and tons and tons of like sketchbooks. And my mom doesn't really do too much art herself, but she is really good at drawing, I think sometimes maybe she just kind of used my sister and I drawing as an excuse. So like she could like whip out
1: Aww. like a notebook <laughs> and like
2: do some work too. Like there's
1: safety in numbers.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or just, I think just having a more creative freedom when you're around very young children, you just feel, yeah, you know, just free, yep. mm-hmm. do whatever you want. I feel like I've, I've been making some really good doodles lately with the two-year-old that I nanny. <laughs> well, I, I can't even get to this point when I'm by myself. <laughs> um yeah we uh we grew up like watching my parents introduced us to Blazing Saddles when I was in like the fourth grade and they were like this is one of the best comedies ever made um and um yeah we watched like Mel Brooks movies and um SNL and like Mad TV and a bunch of stuff that probably wasn't appropriate at all for like a uh elementary school kid but uh
1: here we are (laughs) And so you also are involved with film?
2: I uh, <laughs> used to be, like, more, but um, the past couple of years I've kind of just gotten, like, sick of it, I guess. My sister's more of the filmmaker now, but I usually just do, like, stupid YouTube videos. <laughs> 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 just, like, go on rants on Instagram is kind of all I've been doing lately.
1: Still entertaining. Yes. yes. Still great. Yes. No. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah and speaking of Instagram, I've really enjoyed watching your sort of like evolution like right now you're doing your your pictures of uh Mount Major from Mount oh Major. yeah and i'm <laughs> loving I'm loving sort of like watching the different iterations. I'm like, oh, I like that one nice,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah I, uh i I get really impatient drawing scenery um. <laughs> <laughs> You
1: have always been a person I've wanted to know better. And I don't know you and Sam and like everyone at wrong brain has always intimidated me. No, (laughs) I don't, I just, you guys are just so like, cool, cool. I just felt like you were like, you come off as like really confident in your expressiveness and you guys are just always like bolstering a cause or a message and you just like have this, this is what I stand for and this is who I am and I'm fighting for others and I'm doing cool. I always just felt like a dork. <laughs>
2: no, no, yeah. we well, just make poop jokes all the time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think part of the reason why I was really drawn to wrong brain was for the same reasons, mm-hmm. Um but I think... Um, yeah everyone in wrong brain is like so welcoming and I think just like so yeah
1: awkward and weird (laughs) like themselves be yourself just it's okay yeah yeah Yeah. no one's ever
2: like made fun of me in wrong brain I've been in like plenty of other you know groups friend groups creative groups whatever and like someone's always like made me feel bad but like I don't know wrong brain it's always been like yeah, I don't know. People really do just kind of genuinely accept each other for who they are as long as you're authentically you and you do the same for others.
0: I don't think we've ever talked to anyone from Wrong Brain on the podcast. Oh. Will you tell our listeners a little bit about, like, it and your involvement? Oh, yeah. Well,
2: uh, I love talking about Wrong Brain. <laughs> um, we are a DIY uh, arts organization. We aim to project voices and the visions. Um and the writing of alternative artists around the seacoast and kind of around the country, too, as uh, as we've kind of grown. We produce scenes. We do the film festival. We have made music compilations. We used to put on uh, music shows before there was a fire, and we got shut down on that end. <laughs> but it was extremely punk. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, we, we just work towards making sure, like, everyone's voice is heard no matter how weird you are or what your background is or your anything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's always been a resource, place, event, thing, whatever that I've always referenced to people especially when they like move to New Hampshire and Mm. they're like, oh cool, I'm into art and stuff and like what should I check out? Like, you know, I feel like the seacoast, especially in New Hampshire in a lot of places, has gotten better, more contemporary, more yeah. cool. But like yeah. even just ten, fifteen years ago, oh it God, was yeah. just like look at some landscapes on State Street <sighs> on Portsmouth. Yeah, yeah. It was just like <laughs> And maybe there just wasn't enough exposure if there was other cool stuff out there. No yeah. no you know, shade. I think, I think if there, there was, was like a, some <laughs>
2: kind of a like punk scene within Portsmouth. Yeah. And yeah. like a little I, bit in Dover. I never, Before that time, yeah, I, was, I never, I never was, was like in it, but I, <laughs> <laughs>
1: but I feel like wrong brain was sort of at the forefront of, you know, mm. here's some weird, cool stuff. Like this yeah. is affordable art. That's really authentic and unique perspectives. Yeah. A lot of younger people, obviously, um, yep. you know, Sam, I think championed the 30 under 30 yep. at Exeter, mm-hmm. which I was in a couple years when I was way back when, yeah. when I was under 30. And <laughs> So it's always just been this cornerstone. Yeah, I think. yeah. We should do something
0: together post pandemic, like creative guts. <sighs> <God's laughs> oh, that's yeah. a yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a wicked good <laughs> idea.
1: I would love that. That'd yeah. be super fun. So, you've been involved in other creative organizations as well. Yeah. So, Sue Space. RIP,
2: pour one out. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, it's not, it's not, it's no, not a line at anymore. the,
2: uh, I think, at, I don't know, I feel like I like blocked it out because it sucked so hard when that space <laughs> closed. Um, I think it was the end of the summer. Someone can correct me on this, but oh. um, we, yeah, we had to shut down because yeah. we just, money <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know it had reached uh it's like diy timeline death a lot sooner yeah. than it probably otherwise would have with the pandemic mm-hmm. i feel like with any kind of underground organization that's you know creative driven like unless there's significant like funding coming into it and there's like a lot of exposure it's like really hard to keep it up and running for more than like five years yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, landlords also suck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hashtag not all landlords, <laughs> but most of them. <laughs> oh, that sucks. That's oh, man. that's. I
2: think going off what you were saying with um, wrong brain kind of being at the forefront of like seacoast DIYing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's definitely drawn a lot of young people to this area because. Yeah. Um, you know, just the, the arts around here have grown outside of the uh, painting of a seagull on top of a lighthouse <laughs> kind of stuff that yeah. was only around here for years up until then. Like, I, I think it's retained a ton of young people in the area as well who otherwise would have left. People who have left and like moved to like know, Boston or something mm-hmm. have. Like come back, because right. um, there's some like there's some enriching. Yeah, yeah, there's here. something here. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I remember when I was in high school, like I couldn't wait to get the hell out of Dodge. Like I hated Dover, I hated New Hampshire. Like I thought it sucked. There was nothing here. I was like, it's all hillbillies and churches and jocks, <laughs> and I hate Red Sox Nation. I'm leaving. I'm going to New York or something. And then that didn't happen because I wanted to go to like Emerson College, like super bad. And that was like my identity. And then I had like a breakdown at the end of high school. And I was like, I guess I'll just go to Plymouth State, Ah," (laughs) which is a great school, but not when you're in that, that space, yeah, yeah, um, and that was like the like opposite of where I should have been in the mountains. So I dropped out, came back to the seacoast, hated it for a couple of years, and then one night I was just like scrolling on Facebook and saw an ad for this thing called Wrong Brain and like the <laughs> holidays bizarre, and I was like, "What do you mean like Exeter? What?" Yeah. I was like, "There's nothing cool. My therapist is in Exeter, and she doesn't want to see me anymore." <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, that was kind of how I was introduced to the Holidays Bazaar. I, like, didn't have my license, so I, like, begged my mom to, like, <laughs> you have to take me. This is cool. And she was like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's how I learned about Wrong Brain. That's so awesome.
0: That's great. Thank God for the
2: internet sometimes. Sometimes,
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's so nice.
2: Yeah, I hope that's uh, that wasn't too much of a tangent. But, oh, um, no, <laughs> I think that's,
1: like, so inspiring. You know, it's the communities that we build that help others to stay. You know, like, yeah. you're, you're yeah. part of the reason why other people are staying, where you yourself wanted to kind of escape this... Humdrum monotony that yeah, was, right. you know, New Hampshire, especially for art kids. So you're continuing to help others with that. So what do you do necessarily within Wrong
2: Brain? Just volunteer a ton, or do you have like a role there? Um, I've kind of had like really loose roles since I've been with the organization. But I mean primarily I just like volunteer whenever I can. Um and that's been a really great way to meet other artists and to pick other artists' brains out, like an angry, hungry seagull, <laughs> a plate of fries. <laughs> and it's been like so rewarding. But it's been like so rewarding to like <laughs> help put on like these like really I don't know, just like these cool events or just like doing the shows, um, like the, the music shows yeah um <laughs> I'm like trying to remind myself that like not everyone knows what wrong brain is and I'm like how do you not know yeah.
0: <laughs> well your story speaks to sort of how important it is to reach people like how do we make sure that like you a bunch of years ago yeah. find out about wrong brain sooner or like you know find these communities that you fit really well into
2: yeah that's a that's a question that I ask myself a lot because I I meet plenty of um, young people or like just people My, you know well I'm only 27 so um, I'm like I'm so weathered um, but 2020 has done that to everyone I have yeah, lines yeah. where there never were lines before and they are deep um, yeah there are plenty of young people who like don't who are in the same boat as I was um, like 10 years ago who like they hate it nothing here can't wait to scoot and I, I don't know what to do necessarily to like like stir here besides like verbally shaking them like yeah. that which i do do <laughs> um, but just in the fact that you guys exist and you're
1: on all the social media and you have mm-hmm. like such a big network i feel like that's that's at least like the first leap into helping others is yeah. just by being there yeah know? i
2: think the internet has been a, a godsend and in, in that sense mm-hmm. where um you know so i mean so many of us are online uh, so like we can't Um, You know, eventually, if you live in the Seacoast area, I think you're going to be exposed to wrong brain, maybe Mm -hmm. not on the street, but on the Internet for sure.
1: And it's such an inviting community that, you know, that you have 30 plus artists at your events, you know, Mm -hmm. like at like the Holidays Bazaar or whatever. So then their whole networks come and it just, like, keeps snowballing. So it's like everyone's been touched by it some way or another. Yeah,
2: especially with um, the film festival, we've been able to reach out, um, I think, a lot more outside of uh, Seacoast, New Hampshire. We've gotten a lot of submissions from people, like, around the state, but, like, around New England or, or people who have lived in New Hampshire and have since moved away, but it's all, all exposure to wrong brain.
1: So is that, that's the Rockwater Film Festival?
2: Oh yeah. Yep. Rockwater Film Festival.
1: So, so that was born out of wrong brain? Yes. Cool. I didn't, I guess I didn't realize that. I thought it was just sort of.
2: Yeah. We were originally going to call it wrong take. Film festival, <laughs> um, which was a combination of Wrong Brain and then the Takedown Music yep. Festival, um, and then uh, we were like hiking. Me and um, my partner Alex Keon were hiking or something one day, and I was like, "Why don't we call it Rock Because it's like New Hampshire, and I love New Hampshire now." <laughs> So, um, it yeah, stuck. that's how it, yeah. <laughs>
1: that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. I, it was another, that was like a realm that I was really intimidated in. Like I make little movies here and there, but I've never shown anyone. And then. Yeah, your film was
2: really good. I couldn't, I couldn't believe that was like the first f- like film you directed.
1: It was the second film I directed. <gasps> okay. But still, it's the first one I'd ever shown anywhere. Yeah. I directed, I directed a, um. Uh, an apocalyptic, it was a EMP apocalypse, uh, just two years, three years ago or something like that.
2: I was going to um, ask if it was prior or post pandemic. It was, it was prior, yeah, it
1: was prior, um, and it was like, with my job, I get to take college classes if so I can make it benefit my job, so yeah. I wanted to do videography in my job as well, so I was like, oh, I should take this film class at Great Bay Community College, so I took that, and so then I made a film, long story short, these people have already done it, because I've already talked about it, but <laughs> last year, I was like, I saw the Rockwater Film Festival and I'd seen it other years. And I was like, I am too freaking chicken. I am not going to do it. And I don't know. I kept seeing it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And I wanted to learn something during the pandemic. So I learned After Effects. So that's how I did like the black eyes of the ghost demon or whatever. So that was all new. And it was like down to the wire, submitting it like the last day and all that. And it was all exciting, but it was so cool. And then we went to the film festival. It was outside. At the uh, Dover Ice Arena. Dover Ice Arena. Right, outside. And it was just so freaking awesome. Like, you had, you you know, drive-in style, old-fashioned. Everyone parked and, you know, you listen to the radio and watch it. And I was, like, in my car with my husband, Jeff, just, like, you know, quietly screaming. Oh, my God. So, (laughs) it, like... Fulfilled a dream of mine. So I'm so glad you and Alex did that. Like, I'm just so pumped that that exists. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, part of the reason why we started the film festival was so that, like, everyone who submits can have that kind of experience where, like, you are submitting something that maybe you've never submitted anywhere before. And, like, you're a first-time filmmaker or, like, maybe you're someone who has um, a bunch of films in the vault. You don't really have anywhere to show them. I don't know, we just wanted to create a space that went in line with wrong brain so everyone could sit together, watch each other's films and like watch your own work on the big screen mm-hmm. and then meet people like you know meet other filmmakers we used to do a question and answer segment um, oh, yeah. after each um, block of film we couldn't do that this year with COVID unfortunately yeah, but of course, yeah. um, that was also a really cool way for um the audience to pick uh, filmmakers brains and um it would be really cool to watch like the dynamic up on the stage where like filmmakers would be like oh yeah I did that too or like <laughs> I thought that too yeah, I'm almost happy I
1: didn't have to do that because I hate public speaking. Oh, <laughs> you're great at it. I yeah, like, oh, I, don't great. Know. <laughs> I just had this weird idea and I, just, I don't
2: know what I did.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I'm like that was so cool. And what was great about it is there were so many different types of film. Yeah, yeah. like so many, yeah. Different. It's a
2: smorgasbord. We yeah. we get everything, and we um, love it. <laughs> it's a because I I think that's also like what Wrong Brain's all about. We have like so many different kinds of artists who are coming into the organization, no matter how long like they're part of Wrong Brain for, you know. Um, and like we've had like woodworkers, and like <laughs> we have you know just like everyone. So I think in line with that, it was smorgasbord of art coming in and out of wrong brain that's what we wanted for the film festival too um like and we don't want it to be like an intimidating film festival like we don't want to be hoity-toity like it's free to submit (laughs) you know like everyone should be able to submit films I don't think that art should have a weight attached to it I don't think that art should be competitive at all ever (laughs) like I think it just attracts people from even having the courage just to make something even if they don't show it so so oh, um, I'm really glad that you submitted <laughs> and I'm glad that you, you like too. felt welcome to. Yeah. We it want. felt
1: like something off a bucket list almost. Like, yeah, It was just like, I can do this. There is, you know, less
2: of a fear now. That yeah. I might do it again. You should know. do it again. We loved your film. Everyone loved your film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was just like of the times it was like, yeah. <laughs> the pacing of it was like really well done. Um, And like the editing was really good. good. <laughs> yeah. And it
1: was all shot on a cell phone. So that's, like really cool.
2: Yeah. yeah. Wow. Dang, I, you, I'm, you're you're like inspiring me. I'm like I should get back into
1: doing like video stuff again. Yeah. So, is there another one on the horizon? Yeah. Oh yeah. The deadlines is what gets my button gear. So. Oh good. Yeah. <laughs> so when's the next one happening?
2: We, we we're actually just talking about this last <laughs> night. <laughs> um, we have a tentative date for like mid-August, but I'm not going to say what the tentative date is because I don't want it to right. change and then confuse people. <laughs>
0: And our listeners should, you know, look out, obviously, on Wrong Brain's Facebook page because they'll put it up there, but we'll also put it up on our Facebook mm-hmm. page. Yay, so thank you.
1: And Rockwater <laughs> Film Festival has their own Facebook We're and on Instagram the internet. and all that. Great, yeah. great, great. All Tons of word. places to
2: find it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I accidentally spell festival with a C, so it sounds like festival, which sounds uh, like testicles. Festival.
0: <laughs> festicle. So it's rockwaterfilmfesticle.com. Yeah.
2: (laughs) When you think of testicles, you better be thinking of Rockwater Film Festival.
1: And now we have our headliner clip, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's our promo clip. Please.
0: (laughs) Oh, speaking of testicles. Yes, sir. I can't wait to see what you're going to
1: say.
0: A company reached out to Laura and I. (gasps) to offer to give us some of their
1: stuff, their
0: products.
1: Are we going to
0: talk about them to try to get some? Totally. Totally. So we're here to promote Smooth My Balls. Um, (laughs) Smoothmyballs.com. Laura and I both tried it on our testicles, and it worked great. It was amazing. Life-changing. They're so smooth. (laughs) I was like, do they know that they're reaching out to two women? I don't know what to do with this. Is it like there? It was, no, yeah, it's, um.
2: Nair for men.
0: They sell a bunch of, like, a, like shaving supplies, like razors and, like, blades and stuff. Very strange. Specifically for the balls. Specifically for
2: testicles. Oh, I wouldn't want to put a blade anywhere near a ball. I know. I know.
0: I, like, clicked on their link and it was, like, their tagline is, like, uh, never nip your sack again. Ah! And I
1: was, like, awesome. We definitely have to put this on the podcast. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Um, I I didn't click on anything because I was not sure, but I did like their colors and their graphic design. Me with too. Their vibes, like they had at yeah. least some, you know, with the times promotional stuff that was cheeky, yeah. or. Or something else. doesn't matter
2: but. if the product <laughs> or the message is good. As long as that Instagram graphic design is hashtag on point, yeah. I will buy anything. <laughs>
1: well, then hand it over to Smooth Your Balls. Or, I don't know what it is. I don't even remember.
2: SmoothYourBalls.com.org. <laughs> never nick your nuts again.
1: I think one of us is going to get hired to do their uh, I know. You know, stuff I know. now. They're going to want us so bad
2: after Please. this. Please. <laughs>
1: Was that your question or? Anyway.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And that's all the time we have. (laughs)
0: Unfortunately. I'm sweating under my mask from laughing. I know. I know. My cheeks hurt. What I was actually going to ask was, um, there's a train coming.
1: Sorry.
2: Oh, that's cool. I got stuck <laughs> behind the, um, behind the train in Dover today. And I had to run. I was like, I was so like, Aah! when I came in, cause I had to run down to Portsmouth. Alex left his phone at my place last night. So I was like, but I also had to go pick up a Delicious burrito from mm-hmm. dose Mexican Eats, Dover, New Hampshire. The I other sponsor. Uh, but I want to, I want to make ads for them so bad. Um, yeah, I, uh, I was so hungry, I was just like, I gotta eat something for a good podcast, cause I'm gonna be crazier without food. Then I got stuck behind the train, and I went like, bull- ah. Uh, my minorly inconvenience i like to be 10 minutes ahead of time now i'm going to be five minutes ahead of time got my burrito um they drew a sexy garfield picture on the bag as requested oh, that's amazing yep that was cool is that your standard request mm-hmm. nice. I, uh, I, have, I submit a lot of drawing requests no one else is allowed to though. just just me i don't want to overwhelm them It's my little secret. I like to share a lot of things, but not that. Um, Yeah, I had to run down to Alex's office. I went up to, I'd never been inside of the office before. I went up to the second floor and I said, where's Alex again? And they were like, he's downstairs. Do you have a knife? No. Um, So I uh, found, found him, flung the phone at him. And then we were able to frolic around outside for a good amount of time, like puppets. (laughs) <laughs> and, um, and he was, uh, co- coincidentally looking up, uh, puppets for the, uh, for the film festival promo. Oh, cool. We're cool. going to, he's going to make a horse. <laughs> oh, make that's a horse cool. puppet. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, I ate the burrito. Uh, i I guess I have to use a different metaphor than a seagull because I've already used that one. What's another animal that eats... Raccoons. Raccoon. Yeah, I was like a I was like a raccoon to a hot bag of trash on the hottest day of the year. Um, <laughs> in my car, I looked down and I was covered in burrito juice. Um, that's when you know it's a good burrito. That's how you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> testicles.com never get covered in burrito juice again. Um, and then uh, yeah, then I then I uh, got here. <laughs> No, Here I am.
0: <laughs> we should really ask more people when they come on the podcast for their sort of like day in the life. Like yeah. tell us about the day in yeah. your life and like there it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um through Wrong Brain and maybe um you know outside of that too. You must have a lot of opportunities to like collaborate with other artists or maybe like with other organizations. Do you have a lot of like opportunities to collaborate and do you get to collaborate with other with other folks?
2: Yes and no. Um only no because of the pandemic. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, well, I mean I guess it kind of depends what you mean by like other folks in other organizations. Wrong brain did murals at the Chase Home for Children in Portsmouth like two summers ago. Cool. Um, yeah, that was that was really cool. Um I had been aware of that children's home. So that was that was really cool. I got to meet a lot of like the staff and the kids there. As an artist, do you, like, do you and Alex
1: collaborate?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess if we're talking more on, like, the, um, yeah, the interpersonal level of collaboration, I wasn't sure if we were talking about organizational or that. Um, yeah, yeah, I've had the opportunity to collaborate with, um, yeah, tons of tons of artists who yeah. have become, like, very good friends of mine. Um, Alex Keogh and I, like, met at, like, a Wrong Brain meeting, and we... We're both video makers, and so that was how, like, our friendship began. We did a couple promos for some Wrong Brain events together. We did, like, a sweater slop promo, and we've gone on to make a couple like, I think pretty, pretty solid videos together since. <laughs> um, and then, like, I've had the ability to do a lot of performing in ways that I didn't think was going to be possible in this area. with People like Joey Pratt, he in particular is just like always, always, always thinking about the next big show that we can do. He's always thinking about the next way that we can just get people together and have performances Mm. um he's he's a great writer he's like so funny you should
1: put him on the list you should put you should
2: put him on the list for sure yeah yeah
1: i played at one of his house shows like a million years ago and it didn't go well
2: (laughs) so i can't wait to talk to him about that (laughs) he's wicked nice but yeah yeah i feel like i really Did a bad job. (laughs) He's uh, he's he's seen me like have full on like. (laughs) So you're probably fine. (laughs) Yeah, um, I'm like really bad about talking about my own stuff. I'm realizing. (laughs) um that's an artist thing we hear that a lot oh,
1: okay. okay here's a question well you just said something you know i'm pretty i don't like talking about myself as an artist sometimes like i feel weird doing yeah, that and stuff talk, yeah like even writing about it like you know. uh, 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 yeah, yeah exactly do you get imposter syndrome oh hell yeah i'm an aquarius oh. hey me <laughs> yeah. too uh, yeah. yes yeah
2: yeah i get imposter syndrome. Super hard. Yeah. Have you
1: like thought of ways to avert feeling that way or like have have certain things like being connected with a larger arts community or, you know, just longevity has certain things helped with that at all?
2: I thought that going like being accepted to all three art schools that I applied to would fix it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah um <laughs> i thought that dropping out of art school would fix it <laughs> um i thought that being part of a big community would fix it i i thought that just consistently making art all the time would fix it mm-hmm. and it's like i don't know i don't know how to how to fix the voice in me that says like oh yeah, mm. yeah. no no like, no
1: i know me too i'm with you (laughs) yeah
2: because it's like I I like the art that I put out a lot and I uh, I don't know I get a lot of enjoyment from like the stuff that I that I create what I draw what I what I make with my hands what I photograph what I what I record what I perform but like when it comes to actually talking about what I'm doing I have a really difficult time I just feel like I think with art comes For anyone, external and internal criticism. Mm -hmm. And I think that starts out really young when you're in a when you're a creative person, especially if you're not like a traditionally creative person. You know what I mean? Like I when I was in school, like I like I said, I always really, really enjoyed drawing. Like I always come back to drawing at the end of the day. But it always felt like a competition. Like Susie's the best artist in the class. Mm Like Nick has the best drawing. And I think that's really harmful for any artist to hear. I think a lot of artists probably have heard that. Um, And I think it ultimately kind of stops people from like really recognizing that you don't have to be a traditionally like strong artist. You don't have to be like really good at drawing hands to like qualify you as an artist. You just have to be making hands and like putting your own spin on it. Like maybe the hands you're drawing aren't like anatomically correct, but like maybe you're including all of the imperfections of the hand in your own style. Um, And it can connect.
1: someone else who sees that and they're like you know I have those hands or I felt like
2: my hands feel that way you know worn out or tired (laughs) or
1: something you know yeah
2: (laughs) yeah I don't know yeah it's I've been thinking about like how do I like talk about myself as an artist since like you asked me on on the show since the winter and um it's hard to think about and it's even harder to say (laughs) (laughs) evidently (laughs) i'm really good about talking about organizations
1: yeah i I think yeah yeah, part of it's like i just feel like humbled and embarrassed
2: to be like oh me and my art yeah i wonder is that like a woman thing too though like
1: (sighs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's a noise show Yeah, there's definitely some people, married men, or just some people that are like, I'm the shit, and this is what I do, and they're yeah. so, like, confident. Maybe they're just faking it till they make it, but I feel like there's this, you know, you're taught to be humble, you know, some people are taught to yeah. be humble, and so, I like, my mom was not going to have me bragging about what I do, Yeah, you know, so right. I feel like weird being like oh, I'm going to take up your time by telling you what my motivation is behind that painting. Or, you know, I feel weird about it. The only thing I've kind of heard from people that are, uh, you know, generations above us is that it just, like, talking a lot about yourself over time helps. Yeah. And so maybe we're both young. (laughs) I'm I'm in the middle somewhere. But, you know, maybe that's part of it. Or maybe it's just different for everybody. I don't know. I don't think there's, like, one size fits all or anything. But Mm -hmm. I think it's good when you know, I, you, anyone who comes on this podcast and talks about it. And even if it reaches just a couple other people that are feeling the same, like we're all just kind of feeling vulnerable and nervous about what we do. And like, I don't know. I feel better when I talk to others, and they
2: feel the same way, too. Yeah, and I think, I mean, like, good art is, like, vulnerable, Yeah, you know? So, I don't know. That's
1: what, like, creative
2: guts, like, you
1: yeah. have the guts yeah. to put it out, and it's, guts. you know,
2: all the goopy stuff. Yeah, 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 I have I have a ton of goopy stuff. I love goopy stuff. Yeah. I don't know, I had this whole, I don't know, I wanted to, like, had this whole idea. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on, I'm going to talk about how I think that, like, puking and pooping is, like... Kind of yep. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if we're, if we're running out of time, but. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's like I was like trying I was like going through my Instagram and I've I've been moving my stuff into my my studio space at Wrong Brain so I've had the opportunity to like go back and see a bunch of my my art like from the time that I was a kid uh, and just like that's awesome. Yeah. It's also extremely brutal. <laughs> um yeah, I guess I guess the major themes that I saw pop up in my own artwork is the idea of expulsion and like in a, in a comic way, but in in a way that's like i don't know i grew up really catholic so like you know trying to expel like the bad parts of you um so like i have a lot of art about like vomiting and like i have a lot of art about like pooping like because that's just like human you know our body like it expels bad stuff mm-hmm. and i just think that's really interesting and um, wow No one has ever made poop so beautiful.
1: (laughs) Thanks. I'm sure someone's made beautiful poop somewhere in the world. And I I can offer one. I'm going to be vulnerable and say I made very beautiful poop in the Bahamas one time. Oh, yeah. I had some ice cream. That was called Cookie Monster Ice Cream, Ooh, and it, 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 it did not
2: change its color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like that reminds me of Trix yogurt <laughs> that I used to poop out as a really little kid. and would be like teal in the toilet, and I was like, "Cool." It was like a bluish awesome. teal,
1: and it was actually yeah. quite beautiful. Yeah, but I had a panic attack. I think I'm sick. I have and cancer. Then, I have yeah, cancer. Yeah, automatically. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I had some ice cream. That was that color. Okay. <laughs> so there is beautiful poop in the world. But you made it
2: sound even more beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, garbage. R- Roadkill. That's cool.
1: <laughs> Every episode, I feel like there's a new thing we never thought we'd talk about. Yeah. There is. So true. So true. <laughs> so now it's time for a rapid fire. So, what are some creative goals for your
2: future? Man, I have this—I uh, have this pipe dream of getting into the art program at U.N.H. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, I—I I did get into it technically, but I didn't have the math prerequisite, so I'm never oh, gonna get that's into it. Dumb.
1: <laughs> math is so you stupid. Don't even need the math. education
2: system is. Full- <laughs> this country <laughs> um my like real like feasible future goals is um I don't know I want to like use my studio space more and I w- would like to work on like a comic and I want to make more videos yeah. I don't know I just like I finally have time to make art without guilt because my semester's over So I just want to make a bunch of art this summer that's awesome yeah
0: that's awesome what other artist has influenced you the most?
2: <laughs> I like, I like wrote this down. I don't know. I have a bunch of them. Um, Nan Golden, photography wise. Uh, I really like David Shrigley. <laughs> um, oh God. Um, Simon Hanselman, um, who did Mega Hex, and um, John Campbell, who wrote pictures for sad children. Those are two web comics that I think really have influenced me. Um, And then locally, um, Cassie Brazzo and Sam Paolini, I feel, like, so fortunate to, like, not only be around them as artists, as, like, fellow artists in the Seacoast, but, like, have them as friends. Like, I feel like a stalker. I feel, like, so connected to their (laughs) art, the two of them. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Um, And also Alex Keown, because he's just constantly, constantly, constantly creating like he has to create or he will die <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's he's got like this wild imagination and it's really cool to like see how that kind of happens so he's like a big inspiration slash influence for oh, me
1: that's awesome yeah that's it's just yeah just... what is your favorite accent to hear or perform
2: i've <laughs> been doing a lot of elmo lately <laughs>
1: does elmo count <laughs> yes there's a little
2: kid outside i'm like not doing it while well. he's like getting scared
1: okay elmo loves you um <laughs> yeah. yeah he's pointing so. to us i can do a similar one that's a that's not a real person from <clears throat> frog oh! do you lie
0: from the Muppet show ah, i mean from creative guts <laughs>
1: I do that one a lot. I love Kermit. I do too. Yeah, he's so sweet.
2: Kermit's my celebrity crush. What's your favorite color? Uh, uh, um, Black, I guess. Um, All of them. I wear a lot of black. So I guess black.
1: Black's a good one.
2: What's your favorite scent? Vanilla and... Um, when my farts smell like egg salad and I'm under the bed at night and it's just me and I don't have to worry about like suffocating Alex, um, or the cat, um, it's definitely one of them, but mostly vanilla. <laughs>
1: okay. That's the headliner. That is awesome. That's a great answer.
2: What's your favorite sound? Oh, I like when, um, sometimes... Uh, The shower, my apartment doesn't get turned off all the way. um, And um, that's my roommate. (laughs) And sometimes it makes like a a really rhythmic tapping noise on the uh, bathroom floor. And I really like it. Um, (laughs) But it also makes me need to pee even worse. (laughs) Like even just thinking about it, I'm like squeezing my legs together.
1: Uh, What's your favorite texture to touch?
2: Oh, um, soft kitty cats. That's
1: that's
0: a good one. Yeah. And the most inspiring location you've ever traveled to?
2: Um, recently I would say Mount Major. I'm obsessed with Mount Major right now. I like climbed it solo by accident last weekend. And now I feel like, um, Free Solo 2018 Alex Kobels or whatever that dude's name is I'm like I climbed the mountain by myself. I went the hard route um, I didn't see anyone for like an hour and a half and I had to go through a lot of water there was a lot of a lot of spots where I was like Ooh, no one would know where I was if I were to just sexily fall down and oops, oh, I hit my head and I'm oh, I'm unconscious and, oh, oh, I'm drowning mm sexy Um, I'm never gonna be able to uh, hike
0: Mount Major again
2: (laughs) (laughs) so I'd say Mount Major but also I'm really obsessed with Montana right now but I haven't been there so Mount Major final answer this is our clincher question but
1: clincher, I'm so sorry. I do need, need an adult. None are present. Okay. I need to call my mom. If you could go back in time, what advice would you give your younger self?
2: I guess don't, don't be afraid to make art because people tell you that it's weird or it's wrong the way that you do it or what you make. And you should just always be making art no matter what like as long as you like it just make art and you know keep trying like don't give up on colored pencils for 20 years just because your art teacher yelled at you in front of the whole class that you weren't like pressing down hard enough like just keep (laughs) just always keep art playful and uh that'll that's that's it that's ticket (laughs) (laughs) i love it really
1: really good it's like I love hearing what everyone says because it's advice you just can be for anyone right now. Yeah. You know. Like yeah. just, just have fun with it, you know.
2: I think, yeah, no matter how old you are, I don't know. I just think it's like such a bummer. Like anytime i I hear someone say like I'm not an artist or like I don't oh. I don't do art, I don't do art well, like Yeah. Yeah, you you can. <laughs> like uh-huh. yeah, you can. Like you just have to like give yourself the the freedom to do it. Like give yourself like permission like give yourself permission to just do whatever like the hell you want to you know yeah, like no one's
1: really stopping you yeah like, your inner doubts your voices in your head of other people are the only thing that's really getting in your way and you can just shut that down yep Ugh, yeah easier said than done sometimes but you yeah. know we had a, a guest recently who found art again in her 50s yeah and I like love those stories. yeah like it's just so great and yeah. she's just her younger self her advice was like start earlier you know so, I would, I would know. say that to
2: myself too yeah yeah, yeah yeah like just just do it but also like be be you know be happy that you're starting now at least like mm-hmm. you know at least you're doing it now yeah That's yeah what I always say
1: <laughs> man that was awesome thank you so much yeah Dad. thank, thank you, you, you for having me yeah it was <laughs> so was nice cool. I've always wanted to know you more so like this podcast is just selfishly for us to like get to know all the people we think are cool yep
2: <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, this is an extremely cool podcast, and I'm really honored to have been asked to be part of it. And thank you for picking my brain.
1: Yeah, it's a good brain. <laughs> it's it's a wrong brain. It's a wrong <laughs> brain. <laughs> my cheeks are like so I know, from me smiling. too. Me too. <laughs> um, thank you again. And with that, show, show us your creative, creative guts, guts.
0: Darcy, we're so happy to have had the chance to chat with you. Thank you so much for joining us on Creative Guts. Darcy was such a doll. If this episode didn't make you laugh out loud, I don't know what to tell you. This episode was a perfect mix of Darcy's comedy and her incredibly thoughtful, eloquent insights. Darcy, it was lovely to have you on Creative Guts.
1: I always wanted to know Darcy better, so this interview was freaking amazing. Her perspective, her style of communicating through her work and her words is refreshing, authentic, and comforting, and it inspires me to be more brave and bold with what I do. I loved hearing her story of not loving New Hampshire when she was younger to then helping cultivate an artistic community that is welcoming to all. Darcy, you are amazing. If you want to hear more of Darcy, then head on over to a bunch of these avenues. We've got YouTube, where Darcy Blake dash skimmed milk. Head on over to Instagram, where it's skimmed, except the E is a three, underscore milk. And that is her comedy one, folks. Then, Instagram, Darcy Blake is her art. Go check out her art. And then go on over to Instagram and Facebook and follow Rockwater Film Festival, not festival, And then... Lastly, wrongbrain.net and wrongbrain on all the socials as well. Go check it out. And I'm doing this funny voice in honor of our great Darcy Blake, who did lots of funny voices and I've already transitioned it. What the f*** is going on? (laughs) Darcy, please forgive us. Uh, Wouldn't Laura make a great auctioneer? uh but, uh, but, uh, but uh, no i'm just
0: stuttering because i can't keep up <laughs> <laughs> you can find all of those links because we know there were a lot of them and more in the episode description as always come hang out with us online creative and on instagram and facebook where our handle is at
1: creative guts podcast and thank you all for tuning in. We so appreciate your support and your friendship. We'll be back next Wednesday with another episode of Creative Guts. Cheerio. On to Darcy.
0: Darcy. Did you think of Pride and Prejudice? Mr. Darcy, yeah. I
1: didn't, but <laughs> now I wanna say it. <laughs> well, sure. I've I've always ah! oh. disaster. <laughs> <laughs> For editing purposes, we're pausing here for some technical difficulties. I feel
0: like I've been asked. I wanted to make
1: sure you didn't have any more film festival questions. I'm just
2: gonna keep drooling about the film festival. Yay! (laughs) Studio. Okay. um, If I don't know if that rings a rings a ding. I rings a ding a dong. Ding a dong. Ding dong. -dong, (laughs) Um, They're on the first floor. I want a gold star for handling.
0: You handled it like a champ. Right. Let's just. Wow, actually, you're doing great tonight. Oh, Did no. I just ruin it? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, you've got 50 links to um, read. <laughs> yeah, I also had
1: a meltdown beforehand because I lost a-, a, f- a cable. So I need to pull it together so <laughs> oh, you don't man. fire me as your co-host. Guys, I tell you. I know. Working with this one. Oh, all over the place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to then helping cultivate an uh, artistic Oh, my God. I was on a roll. No, you were doing awesome. (laughs) Um, holy smokes. So in both... I just ruined everything. You even ad-libbed without screwing up. I'm literally blown away. Maybe it's Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and I'm not Laura Harper. But do you realize that that tune is now on both of our interviews? Because that happened with... (laughs) Stupid. <laughs> oh. I'm editing this, so I'll just re say that last line because I. Perfect. Yeah. Instagram as Rock Water Film Festival. <laughs> Jeez, I had it. Festival. Oh, did I say it? <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. Oh, that's that would too be bad. That's so funny. <sighs> that is my Carrie Grant slash Catherine Hepburn voice. I hope you enjoy <laughs> it. It's the mid transatlantic accent, whatever it's called. And yes, I can't stop doing it. It <laughs> will not stop. It's going to keep going. Right, right, right. Okay. Creative Guts is canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
0: shout out to Smooth My Balls
2: (laughs) and Dos Amigos Burritos.